let's look at investing in other marriages. Uh, our ministry, Refresh and Rekindle, is about helping pastors and their wives and their children and churches and church revitalization. And, you know, as, as I, we're here, uh, I, if it works out with our schedule, I have some pastors and their wives that I would love to say, okay, this is only three to four hours from you. We want you to come, and I'm going to make a way for it to be paid for for you. It's about investing in marriages, investing in pastors. So you be in prayer for us in our ministry, refresh and rekindle, just, just see God to do that, not only in our churches, but in our marriages, and for God to rekindle the flame of revival Amen. in our marriages. Ephesians chapter 5, and we looked last night at, at the Spirit-filled life, the Spirit-filled marriage, the Spirit-filled husband, the Spirit-filled wife. The structure, the structure of a Spirit-filled marriage. And then the sacrifice, we talked about how that Christ prayed for His bride and we should be praying for our bride. And how that prayer is so important that we are praying for one another. We're praying with one another. And let me just mention this. It's, it's okay to ask. It's okay to ask your, your spouse, your husband, your wife, this question. How can, how can I pray for you? Uh, I've had people send me text messages. Um, and as a pastor... You know, I, I love it when they send me a text message, I'm praying for you. And let me just challenge you. If you're here, to send a text message to your pastor or get a message to your pastor, your pastor's wife. I'm praying for you or we're praying for you. But I love it when they ask this question, how can I pray for you? And then I have to think and I even have to pray, well, how do I want them to pray for me today? Because every day it could be different. But I need to find out how I can pray for her. And not only pray for her, but, you know, she needs to know how to pray for me. And sometimes we know. We know what's going on in our life. But to be able to pray for one another. So as Christ prayed for his church, we should be praying for each other. But notice what it says in verse 26. Now, my mom and dad... um, Grew up in Tennessee. So, you know, I, we have a few Southern people here. Amen. Do we have a few Southern people here? Amen. So you look at me from Indiana and you think that I am a Yankee, right? <laughs> am I right? But, hey, I have so many rednecks in my family. <laughs> so many rednecks. I could tell you all kinds of redneck stories. But my mom growing up, you know, mom uh, grew up very, very poor and, you know, just the Southern lingo you know mom would say things and it's like and i would pick that up as a kid not bad things but just how she would pronounce things instead of like um you know we're gonna wash our clothes (laughs) how how many wash you know someone you say that right now (laughs) or you know someone that does say that right so Growing up, that's what mom would, you know, she would say that. And it's like, it took me, it still takes me a while to break the habit from saying that. And uh, But notice what he says here. He says that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. By the word. 
the Word of God. And, and we think about what he's saying here is, yes, we, we pray that God will protect our marriages. We pray that God will unify our marriages, that our marriages will be one. But we pray that God will sanctify our marriages to, to be different, to be set apart from the world, that our marriages look different than the marriages out in the world. And then in John chapter 17, he says this. He says, well, how, how are we going to be sanctified? And he says, sanctify them through thy, thy truth. Thy word, the word of God is truth. So if, if that's how that, that, that we're going to sanctify our marriages, it is through the word of God. There's no other formula. It's through God's word. That's the model. And, you know, most of us, when we get married, we're, we're like to make room for the other person. And there are things that I did before I got married, things that I loved before I got married that, that I don't do now because I had to make room for another person to come into this relationship. Now, we enjoy doing things together now. But there are things that's like, okay, I can't continue to do what I did before I got married. What keeps our marriage holy and different? What makes it a marriage that glorifies God? It is the Word of God that does that. God has called us to be men and women of the Word who are giving ourselves to the Word to seek out our wife's sanctification. And we do that through the Word of God. As Moses had passed away in Joshua chapter 1, and there's a new leader coming on the scene named Joshua. And God shows up and he tells Joshua, here's what it's going to take to lead God's people. Here's what it's going to take. You're going to have to meditate, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. You're going to have to meditate upon God's word. You're going to have to observe God's word. You're going to have to obey God's word. Do it day and night. Give yourself to the word of God to lead this nation. And today, men, it's no different to lead our homes. The application, if we're going to lead our homes and our marriages, we need to meditate upon God's word. We need to observe God's word and we need to obey God's word. That is our responsibility. If we want to have successful marriages today, we must read and meditate and do exactly what God tells us to do. And we have, this is very practical, we, we, we have our quiet time. And usually early in the morning, um, we will get up and Carrie will have her quiet time and I will have my quiet time. But then we try to come together at some point and talk about what did God say to you today? What, what, did, what did you get from God's word today? So it's not just us being in the word individually, but us being in the word together. Uh, we started a discipleship group this last year, and we're gone a lot. And uh, so when we're in Wabash, uh, we're a part of a discipleship group. And sometimes we will, we will call in, we will join through Zoom. 
Um, but I have, I have five men in my discipleship group. Carrie has six in her discipleship group. And I love it that we are reading from the same passage. So we're discussing some of the same things. And that's something that we can do individually, individually, but then we come together and we talk about uh, what did you get from the passage today? What was your highlight verse? It's about being in the Word of God and doing it together. God's, God's Word, um, it will keep us on the right path. It, it's, a, it's a lamp unto my feet today, and it's a, it's, it's a light into my path. And it's, it's about doing life together. It's about like doing ministry together, praying together. We think about the enemy and the enemy's going to attack us. The enemy's in the ring with us and he wants us to fight each other. But it's about us being together. And we think about the devil and, 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 and his name. In the Greek, it means diabolus. It means he's a divider. He's all about dividing us, but God wants to bring us together. And he does that through prayer and our time in the Word of God. And notice in 1 Peter chapter, chapter 3, and I want to give you this thought about doing life together, about praying together and being in the Word together. Notice in 1 Peter chapter 3, it's a very familiar passage. Notice what it says. The first part of this, the first six verses, it tells us how a, a wife can influence her husband enough for him to come to Christ. How can a wife influence her husband enough for him to come to Christ? It's, her, it's through her being like Christ to her husband. Her being like Christ to her husband, a godly example. But then notice what it says in verse 7. Likewise, ye husbands... Dwell with them according to knowledge. That means to live with them. That means to, to be with them. To spend time with them. To listen to them. Gary Smalley said this. He said, for a healthy marriage, for a healthy marriage to, to really... Um, to be all that God wants it to be, it takes an hour of communication a day. Now that might be at different times during the day, right? That might be like 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there with kids. It's a challenge with kids. Can I hear an amen? amen. Some of you I can see right now, it's like we have to go back, <laughs> right? <laughs> We have to. So some of you that your kids are not at home, it's like, okay, we're good, we're fine. But some of you, it's like, okay, it's going to start again. Um, but an hour, an hour a day. You think about how we spend our time. Can we spend an hour a day? Prayer, talking about the Word of God, talking about our family. Uh, I believe we can. I believe we can. Maybe in the morning, maybe in the afternoon, maybe at the dinner table. You know, spending time with one another. And, uh, and that is our goal. But he says, likewise, ye husbands dwell with them according to, to knowledge. To live with them, to love them according to knowledge is to learn. Learn as much as you can. We've been married just a few years. So 
35 years, going on 35 years, and God has been so good. I know we don't look that, you know, we got married when I was 12 and you was 10. So, but, but we're still learning about each other. Still learning, still growing. So likewise, ye husbands dwell with them according to knowledge, to live with them, to learn them. Then notice what he says, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, that we are to lead them. We're to lead them. And then the last part of this, it says, as being heirs together. Do you see that? The word together? That God's called us to do this together? Of the grace of life, that your prayers... Be not hindered. God wants us to do marriage, and he wants us to do it together. And when you do it that way, you will experience grace. You will experience the favor of God. And some of you here today that you've been married for many, many years, you've had hard times. You've had difficult times. You, we all face problems and difficulties that we could share that. But you could say this morning, God has been good to you. And we can say this morning that through all that we've went through in life, taking care of uh, our parents and uh, you know losing three parents in just a short period of time, through all that, we've experienced God's grace and God's favor. He says, as being heirs together, the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. Dwell with them according to knowledge, to know each other, to love each other, to learn each other, to live with each other. That our prayers, our prayers will not be hindered. God has called us to be spiritual leaders of our homes. It is our responsibility to seek each other's sanctification. He is the one that does that as we set ourselves apart to God. But it is our our responsibility to seek each other's sanctification. And God has called us to do this together. We are truly better together. Peter gives us this word in verse 7, and I just want to close with it. I've already mentioned it. Grace. When you think about grace, I think about God's favor. And we need His favor for our marriages. But I think about forgiveness. His forgiveness. How we do need His favor, and we do need His forgiveness. So a spirit-filled marriage is a grace-filled marriage. And that's what it takes to have a marriage today that is thriving over just surviving. Praying together. If we, if we could say, let's have two oars in the water as we're doing life together. Praying together, communicating with God together. That's what we're doing. And then we're navigating through life with the Word of God, we're in the Word together as we navigate, navigate through life. And if we do that, we will see God's blessings. Uh, but thankful for marriage.
Thankful that we are better together. Thankful for what God has done for us today. I want to close in prayer. And um, just thank you for this opportunity to share my heart. Um, it's been good. The Lord has been good, hasn't he? Amen. And, uh, and pray that we will have spirit-filled marriages. That we will be the men, the husbands that God has called us to be. That we will be a, a man of prayer. That we will be men and women that we get in the Word of God and we share what God is doing in our life. And uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. If you'll just uh, reach over uh, to your spouse and uh, grab them by the hand uh, as we close in prayer. God, we want to thank you. We want to thank you for grace. You have been so good to us. And I pray that we will continue to draw close to you and that we'll do that together. There are times that we don't know how to pray or what to pray about, but Lord, you, you're even praying for us. Jesus, you're, you're interceding for us. You're fighting for our marriages. You're cheering us on. You want us to succeed. And I pray that we will give ourselves to you and to each other. And as we navigate through life, we will do that, Lord, being in constant communication with you, spending time listening to you, what you have to say to us. Help us not to be so busy that we don't listen to you, that we don't take time to hear from you. And I pray, Lord, that you will help us as we we know that we're in a battle, as we, we fight the enemy, Lord, that as we leave here today, that we will be aware that the enemy is going to attack. Help us to be armed. Help us to be ready. Help us to be men and women that are humble, seeking you. And when we do wrong, Lord, help us to seek forgiveness and ask for forgiveness. I pray for the marriages that might be struggling, Lord, right now that are here, Lord, that you will resurrect that marriage. That that marriage can experience a real revival. And the marriages that are strong here, Lord, right now, I pray that you will strengthen their marriages. That our marriages will be even stronger, God. We pr I pray that for Carrie and I, Lord, Lord that, that our marriage will be stronger healthier we love you and thank you for showing us what love is all about and I pray that we can express that love wherever we go whatever we do but it can start in our homes we pray this in Jesus name Amen